Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Drew Hill covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. He was inside FedEx Forum last night for a 109-97 victory over the Magic, making the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Paris Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN. Drew Hill in studio. To what do I owe this pleasure? Uh, on the way to somewhere. You're just and, on the way to somewhere. Uh, stopping in. I, I live right around the corner, so literally two-minute drive for me here to get to studio. Very easy. I think so here, I live. Here further, I, I think I live further from the studio than anybody else who comes to this studio. Do you think that's a fact? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a good 28 minutes. Yes, no, that, that's right. I mean, Chris Michaels lives in Arlington. You're further than Arlington, right? I feel like I probably am. Yeah, you're. I think you're the furthest. Yeah. It's fine. That's good me time. I get in the car yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. Podcast. Listen to Ion College Basketball Podcast. I do not listen, listen to, to the Ion College Basketball <laughs> Podcast. That is. Not, I really don't even listen to sports podcasts. Like I, 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 you do true crime or what? What are we? What are you doing? News? There's a news mostly. Like I, I like the the New York Times does a podcast called The Daily, okay, where they take these big things that are happening in the world and they bring in like their beat writer who it, it just like just like bringing in you, right? So they go, okay, there's a war in Ukraine, and here's so and so who covers Ukraine for us, and they just talk about it. And and I, I've talked to smarter people than I about this podcast and they're like yeah but like if you know about it then they're not telling you anything you don't already know and I'm like well I don't know anything so I so this is it I like to I like to be aware of what's happening in the world and I find that's a good like 25 to 35 minute podcast to to say okay what's going on with the Supreme Court here we're bringing in a Supreme Court beat writer what's going on with literally just big topics in the world so you I know a lot more than me because I don't know crap about what's going on I out know there. just enough to fake it in a casual conversation <laughs> that's and good. then if I'm ever going to talk about it more in detail than that well then I just study you know like that's uh, whether it's a, a Supreme Court ruling or uh, Debo Samuel's contract um, if I'm going to talk about whatever I'm going to talk about I just immerse myself in it it's like fun when I do this time to shine show I'm often I get the rundown and it's like oh well I don't I literally know nothing about this topic in the a block and then it's just reading, and then you just you educate yourself, and you just talk about it. So I listen to podcasts that help. Maybe that's the I've never really thought about this, but I, mean, I listen to podcasts that I think I'm going to learn something from. I don't want to just hear people talking. I want somebody, yeah, who can entertain me, but more than that, who can tell me something I wouldn't otherwise know, make me smarter. Yeah, 
So what you're saying is essentially anybody could host this radio show. They just got to read the Daily Memphian. Yes, you just got to yeah. read the Daily Memphian. <laughs> yeah, look, look, at some, look at some box scores and uh, you, you can get through two hours. No problem. Yeah. No, what, what I'm saying is I, I don't find enjoyment listening to people talk about things that I already know about. Of course. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't listen to any college basketball podcast, like none of them. I, those, are, those guys who do the other ones are my friends. I don't listen to them. I don't really listen to NBA podcasts, so I I get you there. Sometimes I will listen to like, I will listen to segments of me and Chris's podcast just to go back and be like, all right, did oh, I sound really stupid? No, right no, no, there? no. Now or, that's helpful. I right, do do yeah. that sometimes, and I do that sometimes with the with the radio show as well. Like I'll I'll plan this open, I'll do it, and I'll go, okay, what did that sound like? And like sometimes on the drive home, I will listen to that opening segment back. Not rooted in narcissism where I just want to hear myself talk, but because I want to actually hear what it sounded like. Did it sound the way I thought it sounded? Did I do what I intended to do? I actually think that's very helpful. Like people, anybody trying to get into this business, I would encourage you, go back and listen to yourself. Sometimes people, like I don't think, I, I don't, it's not my job to critique other people. I just stay in my own lane. I talk from four to six, but sometimes I think, I, I hear people on the radio and I go, if they, do they know they do that? Do they hear that? And if they ever went back and listened, they might hear these things that I think could make them better. But I'm not even sure some people are even aware of, of what they're doing or how they sound. I'm sure my first guest host here just is is terrible. I'm sure it is. But you pull the tape. You just get better as you go along. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's you, that. That's all. You know. You you, you just uh, you group. You regroup. You come back the next day. You try to be one percent better. You take your vitamins, as Taylor Jenkins says. Well, and, I, uh, I think anybody's first day is going to be rough. Um, just because you're uncomfortable. I, I, I don't remember my first day doing this show, but I remember not feeling good about it. I, remember- I can't imagine doing TV. I can't believe you do TV. Like, to me, that that would be way more nerve-wracking than talking in front of a mic with nobody else in the it's, room. It, it, it's not. I mean, I mean, it is at first, but then you just get used to it. When I first started doing TV, I didn't like the way I was being utilized, only because of this way. They would bring me in like once a month. And for like, they bring me in once a month for two nights. So be like, all right, you're coming in on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And you go in and it takes you, because you haven't been there in a month, it takes you a night just to get comfortable. And then you're comfortable the next night and then you're not back for a month. And it's like, I never really get into a routine of working with these same people. And, you know, because doing a radio show by yourself is like, I'm with myself every day. But suddenly you're on a desk with three other people. And there's some camaraderie, there, chemistry there that's got to get comfortable. And I just wasn't, you know, I, 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 I imagine it must be like being a pinch hitter uh, on a baseball team. Like you're, you're getting in a bat every six days, but how helpful is that? How comfortable do you get? But now I'm just so used to it. I'm just, I'm there all the time and I'm in studio all the time and you just get used to it. It's a different dynamic because there's a visual aspect of it. Like when I'm talking on radio, I can be looking at my screen and actually like reading notes and reminding myself of, of what it is I wanted to say by looking at notes I've created. On TV, there's some of that because you'll be covered by graphics and video at some points. But at some point, it's just you and a camera, and you're talking to a camera, and you got to get used to that. But you, you trust me, you would get used to it the same way you've gotten used to this. I, I guess. To me, like I, it's just different when it's in front of a crowd that is watching you because I can do whatever I want right. here in the radio station. Like I'm right now I'm holding a pen that I'm just fidgeting with. Sure. And I'm like a pacer. When I write stories uh-huh. at home, 
I will get up. I will walk around my living room. I drive my girlfriend absolutely insane. I, I'll walk around the living room. I'll do like four or five laps, and then I'll come back to the laptop, sit down, and write again. Like, in order to get my brain to work, I have to be moving in some way. And so to try to sit still in front of a camera and talk on TV, I just don't know. Yeah, you just you have to forget the cameras are there. And that's an easy thing to tell people. Like, I can't tell how many times I'd bring people into studio, and you could talk to them at a, at a kitchen table all night long. You put the microphone in front of them, and they freeze up. They get different. It just it, There's something about that camera's on me, this mic is on me, that freaks some people out until they get comfortable. That's why I was talking to a, a friend of mine the other day who's in college, and he's – you know, he's trying to, he's in, not trying to, he's in sports journalism and he's, you know, he wants to write and do radio and tell, he wants to do everything, host podcasts, the whole deal. And he was sort of expressing frustration about this podcast he's doing. And it's like, you know, how do we grow it? How do we get, and I was like, you're probably not going to, you know, you're in college. Like why, you know, I, I say this respectfully, why would anybody listen to your podcast? You're, you're, you know, 20 years old. You know, there's a million podcasts out there. Why would it, why would somebody other than your friends and mom listen to your podcast? Um, I said, but that's not what you should worry about at all. Like, I wouldn't even look at the numbers if I were you. You just need to get used to talking, to doing a podcast. Forget about who's listening to it. Get used to doing it so that perhaps someday you'll be employed by somebody that has a big podcast, um, you know. Outreach. Res- yes. yes. And then – and then you'll have a built-in audience that's brought to you. And by then you'll be comfortable doing what you're doing. But in the meantime, dude, I would tell you, even if you're not publishing a podcast, do one. Keep it for yourself. But just get used to doing it because that's the only way you'll ever get better. Yeah, it takes reps for sure. Reps. It takes reps. I, I'm, I feel like I'm much better at doing this than the first time I ever talked on the radio. I think the first time I, you know, I covered some teams before I moved here, but that the first time I did a true radio hit, I had done podcasts and stuff, was here on right. 92.9. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I just started as a guest. I was a Memphis beat writer going on people's shows and talking, and then one thing leads to another. Next thing you know, here we are. But I, I didn't intend to do any of this. Like, when I was in college, I, didn't, I never took a radio class, never took a television class. I was just going to be a newspaper guy. Oh, dude, I was pre-med i thought i was going to be a doctor and then i found out i'm way too dumb to try to do that <laughs> like that didn't last very long yeah yeah, yeah that, that no was... drew you're gonna talk about sports yeah. you're not gonna you don't need to be operating on anyone yeah like it just yeah being a di- like the time you have to put into that i just no. didn't i didn't have the time for it. no I, I mean in fairness i probably didn't have the brain for it either but i, I certainly didn't have the time for it so you say you have gotten better uh with reps and i agree Although I never remember you being bad, but certainly I, I think anybody would get better with reps. This is my transition to the Memphis Grizzlies. This is a good one. I know where you're going here. Do you think Santi Aldama is getting better with reps? Uh, yes. Listen, I planted this Santi Aldama flag earlier this summer. If you listen to the— Bennett was bragging on you in the opening segment. I'm telling you, I I had heard from people that would know that he had a really good summer. And— there was a lot of confidence going in there, and I think before they had to say it on media day, if you just watch Summer League and the way that they used him there, there was a lot of confidence in him and a lot of people that believed that he could be their starting power forward on night one if Jaron Jackson Jr. is not available and nobody thinks that he will be. Um, and so to, to me, when you hear those sorts of things, sometimes it's just empty hype, but... 
in this case, it made sense given the way that he played in summer league. Um, and then you've seen it now in the first two preseason games is this guy has really developed. He was thrown into a terrible situation in his first summer league. Came over from Spain, had played in the Patriot League before that, which is not a, uh, a college basketball league that has a whole lot of talent. Um, it was a huge culture shock, but they believed that this guy was extremely talented, that he actually can shoot the ball, which is important. His size is for real. He's a lot taller in person, I think, than he looks on TV. Um, and he's j- he just has the physical tools to get in there. He's also just the mo- – and because of that – He's, he's the guy that makes the most sense to replace Jaron. Jake LaRavia, not close to seven feet tall. David Roddy, not close to seven feet tall. And the jury's still out uh, whether or not they can shoot as good as Santi. I mean, it, Jake's shot looks great, and Roddy shot the ball well in college, but Santi's in, out there in the preseason knocking him down. So um, he's the guy that has always made the most sense to me to fill in for this role. And you've seen this this very good summer, which... I actually ended up talking to him yesterday in the locker room about a, a game you play a lot, mm. golf. Mm. Santi Aldama took up golf. Uh, you know, th- this is kind of inside baseball, but they reopened the locker rooms this year, and we got the chance to go in there before the game. And uh, I'm, I'm talking to him about basketball-type stuff. And uh, at the end, I said, you know, w- what was the best thing you did this summer outside of basketball? And he said, golf. I bought a pair of golf clubs for the first time. And I was like, you, golf clubs, really? And he was like, yeah, they're all, all the clubs have to be two inches longer because I'm so tall. <laughs> and I still haven't even broke 100 yet. And I had my first birdie ever. He said he played Wedgwood. He had his first birdie ever. <laughs> down, Wedgwood? In, down in your neck of the <laughs> yeah. woods. Uh, and he's like, you know, I, it, it's, it's a humbling game because I've spent the whole summer trying to hype myself up and tell myself I'm ready for this leap for the Grizzlies, um, whatever, and then he goes out in the golf course, and he's like, it keeps me grounded because, it, 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 you know. There, there is no sport more humbling. I, I'm not exaggerating. I Every time I play, I think I'm about to play the best round of my life, and I never do. I don't think that ever. I'm like, oh, man. No, I always feel battle. good. I feel good. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good. I feel like, I feel like I'm getting better, and it's just the same stuff. It just well, like you, you, maybe you could give Santi a few lessons there. If he's going to take lessons, he doesn't need to take them from me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like I can get him somebody, but he doesn't need them. He didn't need them from me. But that's funny to hear that he's down at Wedgwood. Like I, <laughs> it must be a, a wild senior just down at Wedgwood with your boys. I like that's what Wedgwood is. It's just you know. I guess a, so. Uh, Vince Williams Jr. and David Roddy said at summer league that they were going to take up golf, but I never found out if they actually did that. And then it, it's just funny that I asked. Asked that to Santi, and he he brought that up. He's like, "Yeah, I, I I started playing golf. I'm getting into golf. It's my way of like trying to clear my mind. It's my way to escape basketball. I get out there, I get humbled, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know I no, come it, back to basketball. I feel pretty good about how good I am it, at basketball. It's a great escape, and obviously this time of the year the weather is just fine. It's just nice being outside. Um, like I don't know that any of the current Grizzlies are members out at TPC Southwind, but like used to, you would see Mike Conley out there and Vince Carter out there. Um, there's a lot of people who work for the Grizzlies who are, are members out there, but you used to see some players. I think Mike and Vince are still technically members. It's just like for them, it's just like a, their, your Netflix subscription that you never right, cancel. Yeah. It's just like whatever, just keep taking whatever you take out per month. Um, but maybe one day we'll see Santi Aldama out there as as well. So are you a believer that this is a guy that shot 12.5% from three as a rookie, uh, he shot above 40%, as you noted in this morning's story, uh, in summer league from three, and he's now 
above 55% through two preseason games. Is this a guy who just, like you said, adjustment was difficult, didn't make shots as a rookie, but at his core is going to be able to be a floor spacer at that position by making perimeter shots? Yes, I do. Um, maybe this is just me be still being headstrong on my Santi takes from, you know, the, the, over the past few weeks, but um, I don't well, know if it's that there because what, It's what, probably in between those two numbers well, that the, you just yeah, said. Of course. Like, yeah, I would say it might not even be between those two numbers. It might be high 30s instead of somewhere between 40 and 55, but, like, high 30s is totally respectable. You'll take That's that. That's better than Jaron. And, and one point on your Santi takes that I think is important, it'd be one thing if you just were like evaluating and like I think he's going to be good, the idea that you base your opinion in some part on this is what a lot of people I respect are saying. It's a different level, obviously, but it's not unlike the narrative heading into last season was wait till you get a load of John Morant. This is going to be something different. You're about to see, and it was. And I'm not <laughs> Santiago Dama is not about to go be all NBA, but I, I think it's important to note. There are people in the franchise you respect and have relationships with who have been telling you for a while, this guy's had a really great summer. He's ready to to be meaningful for us. And th- through two preseason games, it looks like that um, evaluation is correct. Yeah, and it's not exactly like you said. I'm not here saying Santi's going to be some all-star. I just I believe that Santi Aldama has a very good chance of not only starting the regular season for the Grizzlies, but replacing Kyle Anderson in the rotation and being a 10-man rotation guy for the Grizzlies the entire season long. And that's that's definitely not a for sure at this point because they do have rookies and they do like to play their rookies, and those guys could get a lot better and, and push Santi and, and challenge here. But the way that, you know, the, the confidence that you could hear, you know, behind the scenes and then the confidence that you could hear on media day from his teammates – it didn't mean nothing. Like that, th- they actually believe that Dylan Brooks is not a guy that lies. Right. Dylan Brooks will tell you how he actually feels. Right. So when Dylan Brooks unprompted says, "Y'all are going to be pretty surprised at how good Santi is this year," I I, I think that means something. No, that's important because it's not like you go in there want to ask Dylan Brooks about Santi Aldama. This is something that just comes up, and they they wouldn't crap on a guy who they don't think had a great summer. But when people go out of their way to say hey, you're going to really be surprised by this guy. He's having a breakthrough. That is something to take note of, and through two preseason games, very much looks the part. John Morant, uh, go ahead. And Dylan isn't above crapping on people, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I remember going into one of the first you know, post, uh, post-game post pressers of the season last year, and Dylan was just straight up like, Steven's got to move his freaking feet better. <laughs> Steven's slow. He looks slow out there. It's like, all right, well. Dylan, tell him how you really feel. Well, then it's even more meaningful that he went out of his way to compliment right. Santi Aldama. And, and through two preseason games, it's showing up. John Morant still was the star last night. Did all the things that you would hope uh, John Morant could show you in a first preseason game. Got into the lane consistently, finished at the rim, made reads, found shooters, drew fouls. Um, he was fast, explosive, um, exceptional. Uh, did he look like the John Morant you last remember seeing healthy or even a faster, bigger, stronger version of it? He looks like the John Morant that I remember yeah. because that, that John Morant's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think he, he worked on his body this offseason. I, I know he did because I talked to the people that he trains with. But, um, you know, that I, I think that he's, his goal this year is to stay healthy. 
Um, he's worked on the jumping and the landing and all that sort of stuff, but I think even more meaningful to that conversation is just how he shoots the ball because if he shoots the ball well from three, he doesn't have to go take that punishment. Um, what I liked last night was that when he made that three in the first quarter, and on his first attempt, I think, um, he, had to, he was one for two on the night, but when he made that first three, the rest of the game, the Magic respected him from out there. They were trying to close out, and he got way more open driving lanes than he would have had, you know, had he not been able to knock down the outside shots. To me, that was just as meaningful as, you know, John Morant can still jump high and dunk. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that we kind of expected, but the three-point shot, to me, the way he was able to utilize that and, and be able to, to give a shot fake, get in the lane, make a read, that stuff is the stuff that's really encouraging. So you noted in your story that he prioritized shooting this summer. Um, as you watch it last night, is it just he got up a bunch of shots and uh, hopefully he'll make a higher percentage, but the shot more or less looks the same, or is there anything you notice different about the shot? I, well, let's be, I'll be honest here. I can't say specifically what tweaks that they have right. made to the shot. The only thing that I have noticed is that it does seem a little bit quicker right. than in years past, and I think that's a, a plus. Um, he's got the right guy to work on the shot with, Blake Ahern, right. um, who's an all-time great college shooter at Missouri State um, and is the NCAA record holder for free throw percentage. Like, he's got the guy out there in Austin, Texas, working with him to get that shot right. I don't know what the specific tweaks were, whether it was his elbow or whatever. I don't know the answers to those sorts of things. But the shot looks good. It looks better. And, and you know, I think that, that again, is that's the most important thing for Jaw this well, season. What's interesting is he does have sort of a slow shot from the perimeter, but he can get away with that because people aren't going to close hard on him. Because, no. like, that's suicide. Like, he'll just go right by you. So he doesn't necessarily – I mean, I don't want to say he doesn't need to get quicker with it. Sure, it's better to be quicker than than, than not. But, um, you know, it, it, it can be beneficial if you, if you get that shut off a little quicker. But the most important thing, I didn't need to see it be quicker as much as I just need to see it go in more. That's right. it. You know, can you take them and, and make them at a high enough percentage – you don't have to shoot 45% or even 40 from three. But can you take take them and make them at a high enough percentage to make people feel like they have to guard you? Because the more you can bring them out, the more space that is for you and, and everybody else. Again, that's just obvious basketball stuff. But, uh, you know, it, broadly speaking, a nice performance uh, for John Morant last night. Started, played 22 minutes, 22 points, seven assists, four rebounds, and three steals. Last thing before I let you go, and I'm talking to Drew Hill from the Daily Memphian. Um, you also got your first look at Paulo Bencaro last night. He was the number one pick, 2022 NBA draft. Uh, struggled, as you might expect, playing a contender, real starters in game one. What did you make of, of Paulo's performance? Um, I thought he it was a pretty typical performance for a guy that's a first-round draft pick and a, a high lottery pick. He's a one-and-done guy, yeah. too. He's only like 19 one years done, old. One-and-done, number one overall pick. I mean, obviously you're expecting big things from him, but that was the Orlando Magic's first preseason right. game. Like, this is this is just the very tip of the beginning here. And I think, uh, you know, he'll look better as the preseason goes along. But, 
I mean, Santi got the better of him last night. <laughs> he really did. Santi got the better of Paulo last night. And so uh, um, I, I don't worry about Paulo Banchero long long term, but I, I, I do um, I do think it was a little bit rough for him. Yeah, it was a rough night, but I think he'll have a – like I think he'll be rookie of the year, and I think he'll have a great career. He's a special talent, but when you are – being thrown out there for the first time, and you look up, and it's like, okay, these these are guys who competed for the Western Conference title. I'm not playing Clemson tonight. I'm playing right, yeah. John Morant and Desmond Bain and so, Brandon Clark. Right, Brandon Clark. Yeah, got so, the better of them yeah. Too. So that can be a little difficult, but um, so not a great first preseason game. But uh, I'd still be shocked if he didn't have a really good a rookie season and NBA career in general. That's Drew Hill from the Daily Memphian. If you haven't read his. Story from last night, filed inside FedEx 4. You can find it at dailymemphian.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.